When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, hey, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, and we're coming to you after the end of a 2-6 and six road trip, a sweep at the hands of the Minnesota Twins. And, uh, and Joe, what feels like, and Mark Willard, Joe Shasky with you as always, um, look, even the most, uh, even the biggest optimist, this felt like the nail in the coffin type of a, um, of a road trip for the Giants. And so there's a couple conversations I think to have. One of them, which we will have, is about A, the offseason, and B, how do you handle the rest of this season? But before we get to that, I want to dive into – something that I've noticed all year, a psychological dynamic, if you will, amongst Giants fans, because there's something about this Giants team that really angers people. And it's not the worst record we've ever seen. Like we've been, every fan has been through losing seasons and and we don't even know that this is going to end with a losing record. Um, But for whatever reason, this is as angry as I've seen Giants fans since before Buster, Timmy, Mad Bum, since before all of them arrived. Why do you think that is? I think that this team lacks one true player that everyone is inspired and has hope for. We all like, you know, uh, Logan Webb, and, and he's really exciting when he's pitching, but he's not, like, on the same level of fervor the way Lincecum was. Before that, you had Barry Bonds. I mean, really, this feels like the most quote-unquote hopeless team that they've had since like 1992 when Will Clark was hurt and Kevin Mitchell got traded away and it felt like they had one foot out the door. Like, Mark, look at their everyday roster, okay? I like Duvall. I still don't know what he is. Logan Webb is – he's more blue-collar. He's not the sexy Tim Lincecum. Who's the guy that you look for and you're like, can't wait to see him do anything on a baseball field? There isn't one. So like I mean I mean Rodon sometimes but like uh, this is part of even the psychology of watching Carlos Rodon uh, because of the way the contract is structured exactly. and maybe this is a bigger kind of a question for the way that the 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 current front office goes about their business he doesn't feel like he's ours no well he doesn't feel like I- he's ours like we've we've even you know three weeks ago we thought he might get dealt uh, even at the deadline then he doesn't yeah. get dealt the deadline and everyone's like well, he's gonna leave at the end of the year so it's just like I don't know. You feel like you feel like he's a visitor. Well, and don't you also feel like when I'm watching this this kind of rotation of castoffs, I almost feel like a lot of people, especially the, the older guys that they brought back, 
we feel almost duped by the, the season that we had last year. And I think that everybody's kind of like, shame on me for believing that last year they were going to, no, I'm serious. It's like yeah. in a relationship where you feel like you've been scorned by the opposite um, partner and you, you, you got back together or whatever happened. And then boom, they did it again to you. We were waiting so long to get off the contracts of Longoria and Crawford and Belt. And then they had a magical season. That lasted. It was like that little that little vacation you go on in a relationship. Hey, it'll be different this time. And then, boom, you get back to normal work life, and it happens again. Yeah, well, I think you're tapping into something, which is that, A, the season is frustrating. Here's the obvious answer. The season's frustrating because of the expectations that last year built. Yeah. But here's another way to say it. This year makes us feel like we were fools last year. Um, and I, I, I've said this a hundred times and I will go to the grave with this. I do not use the F word. I don't think there is such thing as a fluke that leads to 107 wins. That's not, that's not possible. You can't be bad and trip and fall into 107 wins Agreed. more than any Giants team has ever had. That's a silly thought. But this year's performance does make us feel like what we were watching last year was at minimum not as real as we thought it was. Yeah. So we feel stupid. Yeah. You 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 feel stupid. You said it. We feel duped. And while I'm talking about feeling stupid, here's another piece to what I think really is hard for Giants fans this year. Last year, you watched them win 107 wins. And so when a front office and a manager sort of have an air of – we know what we're doing. Uh, you go, yeah, You, I guess you do. I don't really get what it is, but you're right. You do. Then this year, you are, you, you are turning out a poor product, yet your message is still, ah, you silly fan, we know what we're doing. Yeah. Well, that's a really hard message for people to receive when we're watching what we're watching. So you, you think there's a, a tinge of arrogance and maybe not reading the room in terms of the fan base's frustrations and at least kind of like giving them an answer in a podium that they want to hear, even though you know it's not going to really change much? I do, and this is coming from someone who you well know. Like, I really support this group. I do yeah. think they're smart. I do, do think they've got the right idea. I do think that there have been some things in their control they've messed up. I think there are some things that were out of their control uh, that, that should be acknowledged. But I support them, but they have to know. Like, whenever you're speaking, you and I do this on a daily basis. If you're speaking to an audience, you're responsible for how that message lands. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. And, and no matter what you're trying to say, even if you're right, if if your message comes across as like, snooty like yeah we know baseball and you don't and that's why what you see is kind of irrelevant here's what we see mm. but it's like but it's not working no so you don't get to do that so this this air of of intelligence was fine last year but it's really setting people off this year yeah no i i think you're spot on with this and the thing that i find really interesting is that it just feels like to me, Giants fans are the angriest they've been in such a long time. Yep. And the thing I keep coming back to, last year you felt like it was a huge step forward. And in most situations, 
okay, we're building towards something. And I think not only did you take a huge step back this year, but it's as if you're not building toward anything. And actually, the final destination is significantly farther than what we thought it was. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to also, uh, I think, uh, my experience certainly is also to look what's going on right alongside the Giants while this is happening. Because it does feel like last year was two steps forward when you were only hoping for one. And this year you were hoping for one and you got two or three steps backward. And while that's happening, the Padres are acquiring Juan Soto and the Dodgers. Joe, last year the Giants and Dodgers both set their franchise record for wins in the same year, 107 and 106. The Dodgers only need to go 19 and 17 the rest of the way to match what the Giants did last year and break their own franchise record. The Dodgers are so damn good. You're shocked if they lose once in a week. And so when you're looking at what the Giants are doing and what they have to do, it feels like all of the sudden we have this massive mountain in front of us that needs to be climbed. It feels in this moment insurmountable anytime soon. And you look at like your two games, I think, up on the the Diamondbacks right now. Why do they feel more hopeful than where the Giants are at? And because, then, because they got three of the top 10 prospects in baseball. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. And then you look at the uh, the Padres, who you're looking up at the standings at, and, and they acquire Soto, even though they've had a, a horrific year in terms of headlines and crazy things that have happened. I think they've kind of underperformed, if we're being honest. Yes. And you feel far away from them. And so I think it's just really frustrating. The other thing I was thinking about is the Dodgers beat you in the playoffs. Okay, they beat you in the playoffs. Now, they didn't get the ultimate goal of winning at all. And they upgraded. They added Freddie Freeman. Right. And so you you combine all of these things, Mark, all of these things in there. And it's just a gut punch. And I keep going back to this. We myself at the very beginning of the line, man, I underestimated the Buster Posey effect in general, the calming presence that this guy brought. I'm not giving him all the credit. I think people have overcorrected and given him a lot of credit, but boy, he was part of the championship makeup and the accountability and the DNA that you absolutely have to have going through the grind of 162 game season. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, when people say that's the whole reason, it's like his war is not 30. Okay, like it's not right. He'd be the greatest player in the history of the world if he's the difference between 107 and 77. Yeah. That's a little out of whack. But I will tell you this, and I should have thought of it. You know, last year. Spring training or early in the season when the Giants were playing well, I had a number of players say to me, you have no idea how different it was just to have Buster walk into the building mm-hmm. from the previous year when he opted out of the pandemic. So like, you, like they couldn't even put words to it, but they're like, I wish I could explain to you how different it is for all of us that he's here. And so therefore, why wouldn't we expect it to be difficult again when he walked back out of the room. So that's absolutely a dynamic. Plus, and this leads me to sort of my 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 last point about why this team is so maddening. Buster played in such a professional way. Everything about him was just so damn, right? You're so okay yeah. if he struck out. Like, you never looked at Buster and went, what the hell were you thinking? What are you doing there? Yeah, It's not that this team is losing. It's the way they're losing. 100%. There is so many games where you're like, where are you throwing it? 
Why can't you catch it? Why can't you do something right situationally? It, there, there's so many things uh, all the way down to the Saturday night game in Minnesota with the ninth inning rally by the Twins where that throw from Yaz, A, it was thrown to third, and you're thinking, why are you throwing to third? But then I actually think he saw something where the runner got held up between second and third, and if you let that throw go through, the game is over, and Crawford cuts it off. There's no communication. Nobody even seemed to think about what had just transpired. It just feels like a team that's a step slow mentally. And yeah. just not and and that is so hard to watch because well, it just it feels like like that translates to a fan as like lack of caring. I know they do care, but that's how it feels to a fan. Luis Gonzalez base running mistakes. Yes. Uh, you know, time and time and time and time again. Yastrzemski, Benny Pitch ran for the other day. He's the pinch runner. He gets picked off a second base. Where are you going? Junis colliding with the guy at first base today. Like, it's always something every single day. And then the other part. So, there's the fundamentals. They are screwing up on the fundamentals. And I think Giants fans, look, the Bochy era – they weren't going to be out fundamentaled. Like at the minute, they might be outplayed. They might be outmanned. They weren't going to be out fundamentaled. The other part of this is, and this is where I struggle with it, and this is why I have the biggest problem with the Farhan regime as a whole. The analytics, the numbers, playing those cards, it worked brilliant last year. I can't take it away. But I struggle, and I think a lot of Giants fans struggle. Form. What about their form? Who is in form? J.D. Davis gets acquired to the Giants. Wow, I think we got something here. And then he hits a couple of home runs. I'm thinking, you know, you got to find a spot for this guy every day. He doesn't play for like five or six days. And there goes his form. He's out. Mike Yastrzemski, okay? I know that they have no outfielders right now. He's got a calf injury. He's in the four hole yesterday. This guy is as cold as can be, and he's in the four hole. And I'm listening to the logic in the post game. They're like, well, he has great numbers against Sonny Gray, you know, uh, going back throughout his entire time. He's got three at bats against Sonny Gray like five years ago or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> what? Like, oh, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind because I'm saying to myself, at some point, the games that I'm watching and I'm investing my time and energy, there's got to be some carryover. I know it worked last year. It's not working this year. Can you meet me in the middle and play some guys in the top of the order, Estrada or whomever, Flores, who are in form and lower some of these other guys who aren't? Lamont Wade is an example. It's driving Giants fans crazy. Well, look, the bottom line is this. This is true in any facet of life. If you convince somebody of something, right? If you went to one of our bosses and, and said, I got this guy and you got to hire him. He's yeah. got to be a producer or he's an editor or he's a whatever. He's yeah. gonna, I'm telling you, this is, he is awesome. And they hire him. And then that first week, that person keeps showing up for work late. What do you, you're going to be furious. The boss is going to be furious. You convinced us of something last year. You convinced us, mm. and therefore, here's why this is important, because not everybody's going to be right all the time. And last year was last year. But then when you didn't upgrade in the offseason, when you said, and they did repeatedly, this was out loud and a direct quote, we think our players are better than our fans think they are. Mm -hmm. And you have to be right. 
Yeah. You have to be right. If the other teams are all going to go spend tons of money on great players and you're telling us, no, 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 our players are, are, are two, but they're really good. And I know a lot of them had nice seasons last year, Wade, whatever. Yes. You have to be right. Yeah. You have to be right. And, and all of those guys, they've all had bad seasons. Yeah, they have. And it feels to me as emotional as we get in football, as emotional as we get in basketball, there are emotional ties to baseball. The grind, the way you're watching it as a fan, and I guess guys on the team, because there's so much can happen in a game, in an inning. You know what I mean? And, like, I think we've lost the human touch element. Uh, uh, Slater's a great example. It feels to me, Slater, right now on this team, given where they're at, needs to be playing every single day. I don't care what his splits are against lefties and righties. And He is one of your best outfielders. you got to find a way to put him in the lineup every single day. But they want to pick and choose when and where they use him. And it worked last year. He had a ton of pinch hit home runs that were perfect and timely and everything. Right now, none of these guys that you're pinch hitting for are delivering. Just play the guy. you you got to abort a strategy that's not working in real time for the greater good. And it feels like they're hell-bent on process over results. And I get it, but the results are so bad, you got to deviate from the process. Yep, yep. I, I agree with you. And by the way, I think they know that and they will. Like, I do believe a big part, uh, I hope and pray, a big part of their off-season evaluation is going to be themselves. And, and also saying, look, even if we wanted to do it uh, this way again next year, even if we wanted to, we can't. No, we can't. And so we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to deviate from the original plan a little bit uh, because they feel the drum beat as well. With Joe Shasky, it's Mark Willard on Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. We're with you twice a week. The uh, the Giants podcast for the Giants fan by the Giants fan. We ask you to rate, review, and subscribe. This all leads to what to do next, and there are a few Giants. Uh, tons of giants who are free agents. Um, But I think there are a few who are really kind of the central focus of this conversation right now. Brandon Belt is on the injured list. We know that the knee injury, he's even admitted his career threatening. Evan Longoria left with the hamstring. This is the third time this year, same hamstring, he leaves injured. Carlos Rodon, we know he's going to opt out. These are some of the big names. Let's go name by name and you tell me where you're at with some of these things for next year. Where are you on the idea of Brandon Belt? I, I just think both parties need to move on. Psychologically, the Giants, Brandon, Giants fans, the knee is not getting better. We're going to set ourselves up for consistently being let down moving forward because it seems to me it's over. And, and I, I like the guy. I, 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 if he wants to play and he wants to find a job somewhere else, all the power to him. I think a lot of Giants fans will root for him. It can't be here. They they psychologically need to move on. They need to turn the page. And I and I feel bad for the guy that it's going down this way. But Mark, they they can't carve out a role for him and having him miss time. And then oh, do we put him on the IL over oh, one guy short again? Can't pitch hit because you know Brandon. It can't even be used today. And let's wait on it because you know maybe it'll feel better tomorrow. They, they just can't go down this road. There's not enough slots for them to invest in him. Okay, before I weigh in on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pair another player, get your answer there, and then tell you why I'm yeah. doing that. Here's the tougher one. Evan Longoria 
has a 9-12 OPS in the month of August. He's been their best player in the month of August for sure. He's always been a stabilizing force at third base. Very, very good over there defensively. And there's no immediate other answer at third base for the Giants next year. And the option would only cost them about $13 million, which isn't crazy. Yeah. So in or out on Evan Longoria next year. A week ago, I was in. Today broke me. Him running from second to third and getting the hamstring strain, I'm like, that's it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I, I can't do this anymore. I, I cannot do I cannot roll into next year with two guys at the corner of my infield who are going to go on the IL a half dozen times a year. Individually. Like, Mark, it's driving me insane. He is a good player. He's always injured. And I just, as a fan, I cannot watch him get to second base and go, well, if we get two hits here, he might score from second. I just can't do it. Okay, so I'm glad you said it that way because we're sitting here looking at a lot of these guys and we know we know where it is now in the world of baseball, which uh, parenthetically is one of the reasons I just – I can't stand this arbitration system because it does lead to so many guys, an Aaron Judge, whatnot. It leads to so many guys who are like, okay, I'm a free agent. Give me the big contract. And it's like, well, you're 30 and, and, and you want nine years yeah. and we know what the back half of that contract is going to look like. And, and and he rightfully would respond and be like, well, I should have been a free agent five years ago, but the game doesn't allow that. So here we are. And, and it forces teams to sign what end up being terrible deals. So we know what happens at age 35. That's what Brandon Belt is about to turn. He'll be 35 in spring training next year. Brandon Crawford right around the same neighborhood. Evan Longoria with his 912 OPS is about to turn 37 37 years old. I I just, this isn't fair. He's done very well when he's played. Mm-hmm. The Giants have to be younger. And you cannot, oh. I, even for one year, as you said, too many times this year where you can't get from second to third base without being hurt. Like if you even watch the highlight of Evan getting hurt, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Joe, about three months ago, I wrenched my back and, and for about three or four days, I was walking around, right? Like walking around, looking like an old man. And, and, and so, you know, whenever someone asks, Oh, how'd you wrench your back? Getting out of my car. <laughs> when injuries start happening, when you weren't doing anything, I'm 10 years older than Evan Longoria, right? Yeah. When they start happening from doing nothing, that's when you know, you can't trust no. your body anymore. So $13 million into a guy who can't get from second to third base. I just, God love him. He, he's he been an unbelievable Major League Baseball player, and he's been really good in this month of August. The Giants have got to get younger. There's no room for new contracts, people who are north of 35 years old. I feel like Brandon Belt specifically, and you could throw Crawford in there, especially this year because he's been hurt, but I think for the majority, Crawford and Longoria are the microcosm of the push and pull between being loyal and that guy's a good player 
but damn it, he's always getting hurt and he's old. You know what I mean? And it's this, we're oscillating between the, 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 the two sides of the diagram when in reality they're right in the middle and that makes it so difficult to move off someone because when they're there, they're not bad. They're above average baseball players to great baseball players at times, especially Longoria defensively and Belt when he was hot. I mean, he was red hot for this team last year. But they're injured so often. Yeah. I'm at the point of no return. And even if I had to rip the Band-Aid off and play two guys who are lesser ball players every single day next year, I would rather psychologically do that because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. And we're expecting different results when we know what's going to happen. They're going to get hurt and they're going to do just enough to be like, well, maybe another year. I, listen, the bottom line is, uh, whether it's fair or not, this is a suitable reason yes. to uh, to move on from players. I, I, I've never really believed the 49ers when they said that this is why they're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. But, man, they used that line over and over. We just weren't able to count on him being healthy, which is a funny statement in football because I ain't counting on anybody being healthy after any game ever in, in the NFL. But baseball is different. Even, even Tommy LaStella this year has been painful to watch. He's only 33. But still, you're, you're looking at players, the lower half of the body breaks. It just does. And in baseball, I think it's fair to – look, injuries are going to happen, but it's fair to be looking for players who can get from first to third on a base hit to right without having to go on the IL. And and the Giants just have too many guys where that has not been the case. And and by the way, Farhan Zaidi did say last week he prioritized youth. He said this is good. We've got to get younger. So they know. And so I don't know if the conversation with Evan is fair, but that's what I'd say. Yeah. I, I just we can't we can't do it. We need someone who's going to play the games. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And then, then, like, when they get on base, this is the worst. Either of them will get to second base, and I'm like, you literally need two hits at yeah. minimum to get these guys home. No, how many innings have the Giants had this year where they got three hits and they didn't score? They got hit by a pitch, had multiple walks and multiple hits, and scored one run. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Right. It's, like, mathematically impossible. Right, right, right. It's the opposite of Little League where you can just keep running. Yes. Literally one hit, everybody scores. It's yes. all good. It's the opposite of that. How about, uh, wait, with, how about uh, this with, one, Mark? Yeah. How about this one? I think it was Crawford hit a ball. Maybe it was Lamont Wade. Oh, it was Estrada hit a ball that hit the, the wall and goes up in. And instead of getting a triple and two guys scoring, it's an automatic ground rule double and Crawford has to stay at third base. That's the year in a nutshell right there. No doubt. No Smoke doubt. Ball. Oh, instead of the triple, no, 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 no. That ball bounced in. It's over the fence. You go to second. Crawford stay at third base. I mean, All it's right. just driving me. <laughs> What about Rodon? And, and 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 here's what I hear most people say about Rodon. And this this is I, I will clap back on this because a lot of people go, yeah. why the hell would Rodon want to be on the Giants? Because uh, they don't have any good players, and 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 he's going to want to win. Rodon's looking for a long term deal. I don't know any player who's going to look at a five year outlook and not think that that team can win, unless you're a team like the A's. Quite frankly, that anytime they get they sniff winning. They give all their players away. Um, the Giants wouldn't do that. The Red Sox, the Cardinals, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Yankees. 
I don't think you have to worry about that with those teams. And this is a wonderful area to pitch. It's a great ballpark in which to pitch. He has now had his best year in professional baseball in the one year he was here. So I totally think that he would come back. Plus, I think guys are motivated by one thing above all else, and that is just the highest bidder. Yeah. But, but yeah. my question is, will the Giants ever be the highest bidder, when, especially when it comes to a pitcher who is probably going to command at minimum a four- to five-year contract? I, I will raise my hand and say I will be the first person who is going to say I don't care what happens in year four and five. I, if you gave me comparable years over the last two that he's had to the next three for Carlos Rodon – all day. I'm doing it all day. He has been an exciting giant, a guy who has emotion and has fire on a team that desperately needs it. And then look at the statistics. He is striking out guys at a higher rate than at any point in his career. He's on pace. I don't know if he's going to qualify with the amount of starts. He's on pace to get near Christy Matthewson's modern day record going back to 1900 in terms of strikeouts in a Giants uniform in one season, 252. Like this guy is having a magical, magical season. And I get it. He, he lost his mind in the dugout a couple times. I don't love that either. I think these are the pressures of being on a one-year deal and every pitch you feel like $100 million is on the line at every given time. This dude is a stud. And if you told me Logan Webb and Rodon are in the rotation next year, I don't care who my eight fielders are out the field. I know when those two get on the mound, I have a chance to win. And that's how you neutralize great lineups. Elite pitching. I'm all in on Rodon coming back. Yeah, I, I'd love it too, uh, but but here is is my and I think everyone else's prediction. During the winter meetings this year, uh, Carlos Rodon will have his 30th birthday. Uh, last year, during the winter meetings, Kevin Gosman had his 31st birthday. And someone offered him five years and $100 million, and the Giants went, I got a better idea. We get this guy with the exact same production for two years as opposed to giving Kevin Gosman five years. And they didn't even know if it was going to be two years. It might only be one year. And that's exactly what it's going to end up being with Rodon. So my sense is, as much as we all now want to do that, because we've seen what it looks like, is they're going to try to go find whoever the next Carlos Rodon is and do it for a year or two. I don't know if that exists. And we'll see what the market will bear for Rodon. Gosman's been very good in Toronto as well. But I bet, you know, somewhere along the road, Two years from now, Farhan will probably be like, look, Kevin Gosman is 7-13. and 13. See, we told you that will probably happen. And, and therefore, you know, I, I, yeah, I would predict that he probably is going to play for a different team next year. Look, that might be, be so. He would be priority one for me, for the Giants, for this offseason. You sign him up, boom, okay? Now I'm good. I got two-fifths of my rotation moving forward. I'll worry about Cobb and DeSclafani and Wood and whomever. And when Harrison does come up, who's their top prospect, some accounts have him as the 13th best overall prospect in baseball, some 18, some 23, He's elite. He is the best lefty starter in all the minors, essentially. When Harrison comes up, you can dream about a rotation and a three-game series or a five-game series. Webb, Rodon, Harrison. That's as good as anyone in the National League. And that's what I – to me, pitching is where it starts. And we won three championships because of pitching. I'm not saying the game doesn't evolve. It does. But, my God, that is – so that's the kind of rotation that you can get butts in the seats with. Yeah, although the other thing to uh, <clears throat> to bring up in this conversation, and I know this makes everyone cringe right now, 
there's two people we know are in the rotation next year that are exciting, which is Logan Webb yeah. and Alex Cobb has obviously been uh, been we, we've been telling you all year he's yeah. been low key good, and now in the second half of the year you've seen it. Alex Cobb is someone you can trust, but Alex Wood and Anthony DeSclafani are also are also in this rotation, and so if you are looking to Harrison to come up, I mean that's already five guys right there. I know you want more than five. Yeah. But are the Giants going to feel like they can throw big money at another starting pitcher with all of the commitments they've already got? Well, it's, it's a so, totally fair point. Plus, I'm sure they're thinking, well, the $30 million we're going to allocate to Rodon, what if we put $15 million of that into our bullpen? Like, that's probably what they're thinking, and, and that makes a lot of sense. My counter to that would be, why not throw DiScofani in the bullpen? At, at least as a sixth, seventh inning guy. Like, try something out. Maybe, maybe it is Alex Wood. Like, Having an embarrassment of, of starters isn't a bad thing. No. That's, that's, that's no, no. kind of the way I'm building this thing out because they, they went into this year thinking they had more arms than they needed. Yeah. And we found out within a week, uh, no, you don't have enough arms. Yeah, exactly. Mark Willard and Joe Shasky, Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys, two episodes a week for the Giants fan. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed. Last thing is, is, is what do you want to do the rest of the way? Um, you know, you mentioned Kyle Harrison. Is, is there a start in there? Um, Elliot Ramos is only hitting about 220 in the minors, but uh, do you bring him up? Um, should Casey Schmidt get a look? Um, there are a number of guys. Uh, this will, uh, man, you want to talk about be, uh, people that are going to make your eye roll, but one of the two guys that Farhan Zaidi brought up in terms of being a September call up, because we're just a few days away, rosters will expand who's coming up. He is excited to see David VR. Uh, that is one of the players he is excited to see because he has gone back down to the minors and looked the same way he did before. He's been one of the best players in AAA all year. So I get what they're doing. What they're saying is you need to earn your way up, mm-hmm. and we want to reward guys who've had great seasons and whatnot. So I got no problem with uh, with VR coming up. But, I, I, man, I'd be rotating things in and out as quickly as possible the rest of the way because I want to look at as many guys as possible and – this may be the controversial part of this. If Belt and Longo get healthy, I don't think I'd activate them. No, I'm with I you. Don't, I don't think I'd activate him because it's, quite frankly, it's, it's, it's a waste of at-bats. It's yeah. a waste of time. Um, the only thing I could see them doing is having a ceremonial you know, yes. final weekend at AT&T Park for both of those guys, kind of as a send-off in the way that they did Hunter Pence. First course of action, Mike Yastrzemski. We, we all like you a lot. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've grown to really like you. Your swing is horrific right now. Your at-bats are unwatchable. You have a calf injury. You're going on the 15-day IL or whatever it is, the 14-day IL. He, he needs two weeks off. This guy has been pressing all year. He had a moment early on after May where you're like, okay, he's, he's like – whatever, you know, back 280, 290, and it's just been straight downhill ever since. I'm throwing him on the IL. I'm bringing up the kid, Elliot Ramos. Why not? Let's just see it. Let's just see a couple of at-bats. Not one day. Let me see a three-day span. Let's see the kid hit. J.D. Davis, all of these opportunities at third and first base, you're going to get them. When VR's not at third, you'll be there. I know you're a butcher with the glove, but you can swing. And when you're not playing first and third, you're at DH. It's, it's very simple. And one more Luis Gonzalez running mistake, he's going back down to AAA. I, you just can't do it. We cannot do this. You cannot allow this as a team. I don't know what you do with Lamont Wade Jr. Like, to me, he's the giant question mark. I, I – don't think you can keep running him out. He's batting 170 right now. Yeah, that's look bad. Yeah, he just 
I don't know what you do, Mark. Mark, like that. I need to see Ramos just to get a little taste of him. I want to see JD Davis every day. Estrada is going to continue to play. Obviously, Flores and Slater, and Slater's the other guy. Slater should be every day from here to the rest of the year. Just play him every day. Let's see what we have. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I I, I think um, it, it's 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 good business, and it's it's the right way to run an organization to look at guys and say you've earned your way this year. Uh, give them a taste of the big leagues, give them a reward, give them dessert at the end of a meal kind of a vibe. I, I, I totally, totally get that. And uh, the things that they know that we don't necessarily is you don't want to mess with a guy's head. I don't know what the, uh, the mental side of all of this is, you know, like for instance, Kyle Harrison getting a start this year at the end of the year, good idea or bad idea. Yeah. I, I, well, I know we're going to say why not, and the answer may be because what if he comes up and, and, and walks eight guys and gives up eight runs? You know what I mean? Like his yeah, control yeah. is not quite where they yeah, want yeah, yeah. And so what is the gain, if you will? Like he could come up, he could pitch really well, and you're still like, okay, great, he pitched well for one game. And we get excited, but I don't know if they feel like that's the best thing for his development right now. But – what I do definitely want to see is just sort of that organizational approach, which is, you know, sometime real soon, if not already, you, you kind of got to stop this whole, like we could go on a winning streak and get the wild card. It's, I mean, the Padres are losing every day. Do you, they, they, they you see what they got 17 in the next 20 against basically all the contenders in the national league. Right. Well, I tell you what, you know, if you come out and go 10 and 0 in the first, first 10 that you play, then we can have a conversation. Yes. We're not going to do it yet. Yes. Yes. Right. But if you get halfway through September and you're like, we're six and a half out and there's 15 to play, get stop. Yeah. Right. Stop I'm this right. whole thing. And by the way, real quick, you know, I'm saying Evan Longoria is going on the IL. He very well may not. They don't feel like it's very serious. They've got some hope. They thought maybe he could even play as quickly as Tuesday or Wednesday this week. And Evan sounds very, very activated, as he put it, to help the team win. No, Evan's very activated to activate his his yeah. contract language for next year. That's what he's trying to do. I'm sorry. I think, I, yeah, you got to have the bigger picture. And and because some guys, they, they get big when the lights come on. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, like coming up to the big leagues, you might see a different side to a player that you haven't had a chance to see yet. The other thing that I've omitted that I didn't bring up, my God, Joey Bart needs to be in the three, four, or five hole. Joey Bart needs to be in the three, four, or five hole. Just do it for a couple of days in a row. Yeah. What harm can be had? You batted Yastrzemski in the four hole yesterday. He has been... I mean, Antarctica thinks that Mike Yastrzemski is cold at the plate right now. What are we doing? Put Bart in the middle of the order and let's just see him hit. He batted 350 or whatever it was over the last two weeks. This week, not the greatest because the whole team's been slumping. What do they have to lose? Like, he's earned it. Yep, yep, absolutely. By the way, uh, one other name I want to bring up, and I have my eye on him right now, and Farhan even brought him the other day. We don't ever talk about him. He sort of came out of nowhere. He's an infielder in Sacramento. He's 26 years old. Isan Diaz. This guy's OPS all year long, 918 is his OPS, 23 home runs. And again, that's as an infielder. 
And think about the infielding flexibility right now that the Giants don't have that they would absolutely love to have. Um, This guy, I think, was going to get called up. And then, boom, right as we're approaching September, he hits the seven-day injured list with a little bit of an injury. And so it may have delayed the whole thing, but I don't think it knocks him out for the year. There's another guy who, again, he's earned it this year. And, and then furthermore, like, I want September. I want to see some of these guys. So that's another name to keep your eye out for who should, I hope, be at Oracle Park at some point next month. Yeah, the last thing is I want to see Camilo Duvall finish this season on a high note. I know that this weekend wasn't the greatest for him. They tried the four-out save thing. There's a lot going on with this bullpen, and he's being asked to basically be the savior. He's one guy. They have to just finish this year on a high note with him. I don't want him going into the offseason the way last year was, where you know he gives up the big hit at the end of the year in the playoffs. Guys can get scarred from that. He's rebounded quite nicely. We haven't really talked about the scar tissue from that game five. Yep. If he could just end this season on a good note, how much better are we all going to be feeling? Yeah, that's big. And by the way, these whole four-out saves that everybody wants him to get – You know, we got to look at it. It didn't work. He has now admitted he's not terribly comfortable with it. So these are the things you need to, like, like, let's tinker. Let's see what it is because, yeah, by next year, I want to see that guy confident in locating all of his pitches, and I want him to feel like he's ready to be uh, a true closer who's, you know, and the organization has his back. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And and at one point, Kapler, if someone gets thrown out at the base pass – just say, I don't know what that guy was doing. I, I'm as pissed as you guys are. Just admit it. That's all just once. Don't be a robot. No, no, we're gonna have a one-on-one meeting. And uh and he knows that uh he knows that he can't do that. Um, but he's gonna do it again next week. All right, there it is. Um we're coming at you again midweek. Uh the Giants are three games under five hundred. It feels like the nail has been placed in the coffin, but whatever, whether it's a winning streak or a transition to younger guys in September. We're going to be with you every step of the way, twice a week. So subscribe and go on the ride with us for Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, Garlic Fries, and Baseball Guys.